Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. It's just such an honor. And if you're watching us online today, I just want to say open your heart because God has a word for you. I believe that this message is not contained just for this body, but it's for the body of Christ. And you're part of that body if you have Christ in you. And this is such an amazing, amazing series because this is what indwells us. This is what gives us the power to be able to do things like what I'm doing today here. Because in my own strength, I will be crawled up right there and do nothing. But it's through him and in him that we're able to do those things that maybe sometimes we wonder, am I capable of doing it? And you know what? And then you add those wrong teachings that you get when you were young, you know, that you hear from people saying, you know, you're a woman. Woman seed, but you know what? That is no truth. Because the Bible says that in him there is no woman or man. We're one in him. And his power is in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. I preach to myself right now. So let's just close your eyes. And we're going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that lives and, and dwells inside of us. Thank you, Father God, for the anointing. And thank you, Father God, that your word will go forth and will not fall into um, on, on fertile ground, but it will produce fruit, Father God. And thank you, Father God, that you are the master. You are the, 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 the head of the church, and we are your body. And we move when you tell us to move, and we, we do what you tell us to do. So in Jesus' name, we open our hearts, our, our minds, Father God, to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you, have you guys noticed that we've been on a journey in the last couple of series? Or maybe you know, even noticed that you guys were on a journey. We started with the Damascus Road, right? When Paul came and he had that big revelation and how God transformed his life, right? He was once, he was a persecutor of the church. He was a hater of the church. And he did not believe in Christ. But then he had that encounter with him, right? And he transformed, Jesus transformed his life to the point of death. He was willing to sacrifice everything for the cause of Christ. I don't think that was just a brainwash experience. That was a real experience right there. You know, to the point that he will lay down his life for the cause that he once persecuted. So how many of you can say, you know what, Gije, I'm here, and I also had a Damascus experience? Right? Many of you. You know, we're here, just like Paul. We had experienced that life. And then we went through clean. What a beautiful series. Because in that series, we learned that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been made clean not through our own works, but through him and his sacrifice on the cross. So now we are clean. We're separated for him. It's like this empty um, vase right here. 
you know what? I look at it, and I see a clean. I, I make sure to wash it, make sure it was kind of transparent to see. But this is how we are right now. We're clean, you know? And then, not only that, but the Bible says that he poured his spirit in us, right? So he lives in us. And he said he will be with us. How long? Forever and ever. So we are no empty inside. We're full with him. When we accept Christ in our lives, we have him in us. You know, a lot of people misunderstand our, our belief in the baptism of the Holy Ghost because they say, what? Are you saying that I don't have the Holy Spirit inside of me? Because I, don't, I, don't, I haven't gotten the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's not what we're saying. Because he lives in every, every believer. Right? Whether it's a Nazarene, a Baptist, a Methodist, whoever that has received Jesus in their lives, they have the pure Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the living God inside of all of us but guess what God doesn't all, only he does not just wants us to have him inside like that but guess what I'm going to do this right here I hope everybody can see it but he wants to baptize us with his Holy Spirit and this is the Holy Spirit and look when he comes to our lives the Bible says that out of us it will flow out rivers of living water and he wants us to be full all full until we overflow with his presence and that's what we want to talk today we want to talk about that in feeling of the holy ghost in us and that comes through the baptism of the holy holy spirit but do you guys know that in the old testament we can see experiences of the holy ghost it's not just from the acts to here but the difference is that in the Old Testament, not everybody was able to have the Holy Ghost inside. We live in a better dispensation now for what Jesus went to the cross. It was so that we can have and we can be the temples of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We are His temple. Have you, have you kind of captured that in your mind? That you are not just a child of God, just, just for name. But the spirit of almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, dwells inside of you. And that is the biggest difference from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And if some people, I know that because I had had those conversations, it seems like here and there the Lord always placed people in my path to be able to share this experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And one of the things that um, happens to me is like I'm talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me starts stirring me up. And, and he starts telling me, you know what? This person, this person needs me. I want more. Of, I, I want them to have more of me in their lives. 
And, and, and you know, in the beginning, I like kind of like shake it, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to offend them, you know? What if they don't believe in it? And I kind of, but then I have to remember that it's not about me. That if I quiet my mouth in that moment, I will steal something from that person. Why? Because if God wants to use my life to be able to impart that experience and give the power of that experience to somebody, who am I to stop it? You know, um, I was sharing with pastor that I was getting ready a couple, maybe like two weeks ago, I was starting to think about this. And um, I was like, Father God, but it's been so long. Because, you know, when we were talking, they were saying, we would like you, for you to share how you do it with other people. And, and, and I was thinking, and I was saying, Father God, but it's been so long since, since I led somebody to receive the Holy Spirit. I kind of don't even remember how everything starts. You know, because I'm not thinking I'm going to go to this person and I'm going to tell them. It, it just comes in the moment. And um, so that night... I was invited to go to a Bible study. You know, Ayla, if you guys don't know Ayla and Daisy, they have a Bible study, and a book study. And it's beautiful because it's Bible-based. So I was so tired, and, and I was kind of like changing all my, my, my summer clothes, you know, like when you put it away and get all the, the fall stuff and winter stuff out. So my bed was full with clothes. And Daisy comes, and, and Nayo comes, and Nayo is, before Daisy got in my house, and Nayo is like, Gije, uh, you need to go to the ladies' book. It's next door. You don't have an excuse. And I was like, well, I would love to, but my, my bed is full with clothes. I'm so busy. I haven't seen Daisy for a long time, so Daisy comes in, and Daisy's like, you got to come with me. And I'm like, well, I said, you know what? The clothes will be there when I come back. It's not going nowhere. So I went with them. And there was only one lady in that group, and God has been working. And if you're watching, I'm talking about you. You know who. And, um, and she's no, she doesn't belong to our church. She goes to another body of Christ in town. And they don't believe in the move of the Holy Ghost. I know that. You know, I mean, the, 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 she does, but the, the theology they have, they don't. And so uh, they believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in the baptism and the speaking in tongues, being clear. And so she was there, and I'm talking to her, and all of a sudden, this starts, like, moving. You know, she's, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit said, she wants more of me. And I want to give him that more. You know what it is. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm like, Daisy's there, and Ella is there. And I'm like, I, I don't want to take the spotlight from them. You know, it's their Bible study, and it seems like I always kind of talk too much. And so, and I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to say anything. But I thought what I just told you, I'm going to steal from her. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And I said, you know what? The Lord is making me feel, is, is putting in my heart that you've been praying for more. And she just looks at me and she says, I have, I have been. And it gave me such a room to plant that seed in her life. So what, I shared this experience because I thought it was so cool that in the morning I was like, God, I don't even remember, you know, how I start doing this thing. And in the night it was an opportunity. And, and this is happening everywhere. People are hungry for God. 
Christians are not content with leaving just the Sunday school and Bible school on Sundays, and that's it. People want the real thing. And a lot of times when we're sharing with people that don't know, that maybe they never been taught about it, we have to go to the start. And so I was like, when I was preparing for this, I was like, I would like to bring you so you guys can have some tools too. How can I help those people? And we're going to go to the start. Because um, God wants us to be overflowing, right? If you see in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was in so many men of faith. In Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Caleb. If we go Gideon, if we go the prophets, all of them, none of them work without the empowering of the Holy Spirit in them. So let's go with me, and I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures. And Joshua, let's go to Numbers 27, 18. And this says, I'm going to read it in the Amplified. The Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. This was when God was commissioning Joshua. So the Spirit of God was in Joshua. The Spirit of God was in him. Remember I told you that the Spirit of God in the Old Testament didn't indwell everyone, every believer. It was just in certain people. The prophet, the king, and the priest. That is right. And the priest. And some people that were commissioned to do the work. God will send his spirit, and we're going to see it right now. So we can see Joshua had it. Let's go also to First uh, Samuel 10.10. 10. And I have a lot of scriptures today because I want you to see it. It's no Gige's idea or some theology that whatever it's it's word it's right here so first samuel 10 10 says the niv version when they arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him and the spirit of god came upon him in power and he joined in their prophesying and this is talking about king saul when the Lord came upon Saul to anoint him to become king of Israel, remember he was the first king that Israel had. The spirit of the Lord came upon him, and then it says that he came with power. But not only that, after that, he started prophesying with the other prophets. Remember that in the New Testament, when the Lord came upon the people, we're going to go to that scripture. It says that the Holy Spirit fell on people too. But not only on one, but in all of them. And that is the beautiful blessing of, of our dispensation. Um, let's go to Numbers 11. And we're going to read first in um, verse 16 and 17. I love this story. This is one of my favorites of the Old Testament. And it says, Accordingly, 
the Lord said to Moses, so just to give you a little bit of background, Moses is so overwhelmed because the people are complaining, and he's dealing with all this complaining, and he's telling the Lord, the Lord, kill me. I cannot handle these people anymore. And God said, you know what? This is Gideon's paraphrase. Calm down. You know what? I'll send you some helpers. And so the Lord tells him, gather for me men from among the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and their officers. Bring them to the tent of the meeting of the tabernacle, tabernacle, and let them stand there with you. 17. Then I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take away some of the spirit who is upon you and will put him upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to bear it all alone. What I like is to see, remember, we're still in the Old Testament. The spirit of God wasn't on everyone. But when God assigns some people to do a work, he will send that power from up high. To be able to equip these people. So here you can also see that the spirit of God was on Moses. Right? Okay, let's go to verse 24. So Moses went out and spoke to the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men from among the elders of the people and stationed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him. And he took some of the spirit who was upon Moses and put him upon the 70 elders. When the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, praising God and declaring his will. But they did not do it again. And this is why, why is my favorite. Look at 26. But two men had remained in the camp. They were part of the 70, but they were not there. One named Eldad and the other one named Medad or however you say it. The spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those who had been registered, but had not gone out to the tent. But remember, God said, pick or choose this amount. So the anointing was on them. And it says that they, and they prophesy in the camp. So a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad, uh, are prophesying and they are exalting the praises of God and declaring his will in the camp then Joshua the son of Nun the attendant of Moses from his youth said my Lord Moses stop them but Moses said to him are you jealous for my sake would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them then Moses went back into the camp and he held, and, and the elders of Israel. So these guys were like so like amazed that these two guys that were not with the group were also prophesying. I just want you to see the pattern of things. The Spirit of God will come upon the people that God wanted to use, and they it wasn't just a calm and I'm quiet and hush and you know, just here. No, something powerful happened in their lives to the point that they will start prophesying. And so, so the word here, when it says, um, uh, 
that he fell down in Hebrew is Yorad. And it means to calm down, to fall down on the people. And I was telling you, in the New Testament, it says that the Spirit of God would fall upon the people. And this is the New Testament. Yeah? So, um, we can see right here how the Lord will annoy the people, will inspire the people to start prophesying. So let's go with me to Joel 2.28. Remember Moses' desire? What did he say to the, to the guys that were complaining? It was a desire, right? And look what Joel, this is a promise. And this is God speaking through the prophet. And he said, 2.28, It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. Here we see a promise. How God says, you know what? There's going to be a day where my spirit won't just be in the king, the prophet, and the priest, but it's going to be upon everyone. It's going to be upon everyone. And, um, yep, all flesh. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and 27, a new heart I will give you. This is another prophet. He's not contradicting what Joel has said. He's confirming what Joel had prophesied. He said, And I, a new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and will make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinance, my ordinances. So you can see here that God had that in mind. That his spirit will dwell on us. That he will write his laws in the heart of man. So we can, he can live in us. Not only with us, but in us. Now is in. That is right. And then you can see also in the New Testament how um, this is in the time just before Jesus was coming. How that pattern continued in Mary, right? Let's go right there. Luke 135. And so here's when the angel came to Mary and said, you know, you shall... Um, be, become pregnant and in 35 um, she, she well actually she says how can this be I, I haven't met I haven't been with any man how can this be and so the angel replied to her the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God the most high will overshadow you like a cloud for that reason the holy, pure, sinless child shall be called the Son of God. So again, we see how he will come upon people and what he will bring with it? Power. 
power. So that word power in the Greek is dunamis. And I'm saying it right, Pastor? Dunamis. Dunamis. Power. It's no idol. It's power. It causes something to move and change. Right? So um, that word means it's a force. It's miracles. Miraculous power is the power that works with strength and works vi- mightily work with violence. See all of those words? So it's not just, oh, I'm here, I'm going to receive the power of God, and I'm going to still be calm. So something happens when he comes. Amen? So um, in Luke 1:41 to 45, we can see when Elizabeth, Elizabeth was pregnant with Jesus Let's see if I can say this word. Precursor? Yeah? Okay, that's a hard one. Um, so he was going to come before Jesus. And Elizabeth was also pregnant by a, by miracle. By a miracle. And so in verse 41 says, When Elizabeth heard that Mary's greeting, her baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered by him. This is in the Amplified. And she exclaimed loudly, loudly, Blessed, worthy to be praised are among, you, among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And now has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb, in my womb leaped for joy. And I just see here how, you know, you can see so clearly as well that the Spirit of God, she wasn't quiet when he came upon her. She starts speaking and blessing do you see just see the pattern on it when john the baptist came and he grew up that's the baby that was in elizabeth's womb he grew up he was also a prophet and he went and he was baptizing for repentance of sin so the religious people start wondering if he was the messiah because he was making a big, it was very famous in, in, in between the people, and the people will see the commotion of his followers. And so they came to Jesus, I mean, uh, to John, and said, hey, are you the Messiah? And he said, no, I'm not. And look what he said in Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What a beautiful statement right there. In Mark 1, 7, this is, that was the account of Matthew. Let's see what Mark said. Mark said, and he was preaching, saying, after me comes he who is mightier, more powerful, more noble than I. And I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals, even as his slave. As for me, I baptize you who came to me with water only, 
for he will baptize you who truly repent with the Holy Spirit. Then on John 1.33, it's now is John talking about that same thing. And he said, um, according to John, he said, I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon you see the Spirit descend and remain. This one is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that was all the way until Jesus, right? So now we have the Messiahs, the Messiah within the people. Now it's Jesus' time. Did Jesus talk about the Holy Spirit? He did. So let's go to John 14, 16 to 18. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to his heart because it does, not, it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. Do you guys remember how God had prophesied in Joel and Ezekiel that he will pour out his spirit upon us? Now, here is the time. Jesus is walking with the people. And Jesus says, hey, this is what I have come. Hey, guys, it's here. It's here. Right? That is such a beautiful thing. One of the things that um, I love here, a lot of people say, well, it's not a him. It's an it. It's just a wind. What did Jesus say? And I look in, the, in, in my Strong's Concordance, and it's a hem. It's not an it. It says, yes, there is a translation in the Greek that says it's a spirit that it can be a wind, but it also has a mind, personality, so it's not an it. And Jesus said in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans, comfortless, bereaved, 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 is that a word? Okay. And helpless, I will come back to you. He was already prophesying right there. In John 4, 13 to 14, and I'm reading all of this in the Amplified. And this is Jesus talking to the woman at the well. And Jesus answered her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. But the water that I will give, I give him, will come in him. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead again. But the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, satisfying his thirst for God, welling up 
continually flowing, bubbling within him to eternal life. This is when the Spirit of God, when we receive Jesus in our life, he comes and becomes that well inside of us. Right? That's when I remember when I came to Christ. I was so broken. I'm not going to go over my story. You guys know it. But um, I was so broken that the night I gave my life to Jesus, it was like something, something came to me and mended all the pieces. And I got out of the floor because I, I had kneel to receive Jesus. And when I stood up, I was a new creature. There was something changing me. And I went in my, and I told my mom, Mom, I felt something changing me. And I said, Mom, I don't need those pills no more. Something changing me. I felt it. And it's right here. He who became that well in me. Let's go to John 7, 37 to 39. And this is Jesus, Jesus' story, Jesus talking. He said, now on the last of the most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. But he was speaking of the Holy Spirit whom those who believe in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So this is not just talking about the salvation. This was talking about the infilling. This was that experience. And let's go to Mark 16. And this is a very famous um, scripture that we quote. It's the Great Commission. Um, Mark 16, 15 to 18. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who has not believed, it will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. If, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will be well. Do you know, somebody told me one time and said, he said, do you know that that scripture was added in, in the second century? That wasn't even in the originals. You cannot quote that scripture. But guess what? Even, which I study and it says that that's true. There is a big possibility that these scriptures were added after. But guess what? There's so many other scriptures that confirm this, even though if that was added after. So we cannot say that's a lie because that was added after when the scribes were writing it. It doesn't matter because there is other ones that have the same commission. And praise God for the mouth 
of two or three witnesses, right? A truth shall be established. So there is no only one quote. There is other ones. So um, in Luke 9, we can see here how Jesus is commissioning 12 to go. He's 12. And here it says, now Jesus called together the 12, his disciples, and gave them the right, the authority, the power over all demons and to heal diseases. Does that sound kind of sound to that great commission? In Luke 24, 46, 49, in the Amplify says, and, and said, and so it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed will suffer and rise from the death on the third day. And that repentance necessary for forgiveness of sins will be preaching his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witness of these things. Listen carefully. And this is Jesus. I'm sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Remember, that other scripture, even if it wasn't there, let's say it never happened, we have all of these others that have been confirmed. And it's talking about here, Jesus is talking, and this is after he resurrected, and he's saying, this is the promise. You guys got to stay because the promise, remember the promise from Joel, from Ezekiel, and other scriptures in the Old Testament, that he will come and indwell in us, and he will put his spirit upon all flesh. Hey, guys, it's about to come. Don't leave because he's going to equip you with power. Don't leave. Doesn't that kind of like brings the pattern pattern of the Old Testament but the difference is that it's not just on a few it's on everyone who believes so in um, Acts 1 4 to 8 while being together and eating with them he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem but to wait for what the Father had promised, on which he said, You have heard me speak, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. So what we will become when he comes? Empowered. So, in verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked him repeatedly, Lord, are you at this time reestablishing the kingdom and restoring it to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and epochs of the fathers, which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power and the ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to the people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And we come to Acts 2, 
What happened in Acts 2? Pentecost came. So Acts 2 from 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled. That is, diffused through their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak. So you see, that was a powerful moment. It wasn't just a calm and that's it. But a lot of people say, oh, but that was for the, for the apostles, right? Because they needed it. Because they were starting the church. But do you know that all through Acts, God was doing the same with every believer? It wasn't just on the 12. It was on Samaritan, Samarians, Samarians. They were Gentiles. They were no part of the Jews. And the Spirit came upon them, and they started speaking in other tongues. Remember in the Old Testament, when the Spirit of God will come upon people, they will start speaking and prophesy? It's the same Spirit of God. So do you think that now the Spirit of God will come upon a believer and we will be so hush and quiet and nothing happens when such a powerful thing will come upon us? It can be. And do you think that we don't need the Holy Ghost? They did, but we don't. What did he say in the promise? He said, and I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's you and me. That's all the believers out there. That's you if you're watching. It's upon all flesh. That was his promise. It's known few. That was done over with when Jesus came. That's why Jesus came. So now we can have the power of the living God living inside of us to equip us to do his work on this earth. We need that power. We are witnesses. Wherever we are, wherever we go. Yeah. You know, when we go to the store, we need the power. There's broken people out there. And what? If I don't have it in me, how can I help them? It's not on our own strength that we're able to share. It's by his anointing inside of us. That's why we need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And today when I came, I know that the majority of us might be baptized already. But I have found that a lot of us don't use it. It's stagnant. 
We're not letting it. Remember when this thing came, I thought it was going to be more like, psh, I should have used something else or steer it, right? But like this, it should be oozing from us. We should be activating it. Because we need it. You know, um, I was sharing with somebody, and she was telling me, I believe in it. But I think we misuse it. She said, it shouldn't be just misused. And maybe I misunderstood. But I told her, I said, listen. And she was laughing because I used this this thing because I know that she's very girly and stuff. I said, can you believe if I came to you and I got you the best Dyson um, hair dryer? It's the best, the most expensive one. And I gift it to you. It's the best. I spend lots of money for it. And you say, you know what? Uh, it's the best. It did a great job on my hair the first time I used it, but I don't want to misuse it. So I'm going to keep it. You could be saving so much time. Well, I haven't used one. Maybe you have, but I haven't. But they say they're pretty cool. They're very fast to dry hair. And it kind of like does the whole job for you. And... Um, but here we are with the old one. I have one from the thrift store that it takes me forever. But I have fallen in love with that thing that I don't change it. And, and, but it takes me forever even with short hair. But sometimes we have that Dyson right there that you can just do maybe this and everything goes into place. But I don't want to misuse it. I told her, I said, that is exactly what you're doing. You cannot misuse it. Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, When I pray in the Spirit, my spirit prays. We are being edified when we speak in tongues. And a lot of people also say, Well, he said that we shouldn't speak it in the church. Do you know why he did that? And I'm going to give you homework. I was like, I won't have the time to go all over there. But I wanted you to see the pattern. How in the Old Testament he moved. But it was only on few. And his desire was that in the New Testament, the new dispensation, through Jesus' work, he will be able to be on every one of us. And that's what I wanted to share. And... But Paul was talking to a church that was a messy church. They were the Corinthians. Corinth. How do you say? Corinthians. Corinthians. <laughs> they were those guys. They were very fleshy. They liked to pretend and make big noises, and it was such a disorder in that church. that were, They were scaring people that they... They were just coming new. That's why he said, please, guys, let's keep an order here. I praise God that I pray more than you. In tongues, more than you. Right. He didn't say, stop that. That's the devil. Right. I, I will never do that. No, he said, I do it more than you all. Yeah, right. Because when I pray in tongues, in the spirit, my spirit prays. Yeah. Right. You know? 
And he said, you should do that to edify yourself. This is Gage's translation. It's in 1 Corinthians 14. You guys can go and read it. Homework. And um, he was saying, he, he, he was saying, um, you can edify yourself when you speak it. We should be edifying ourselves. Other people have the misconception that we got to be perfect to receive it. Oh, well, I'm not perfect. I believe in it, but I'm not perfect. Do you know that the Corinthians spoke in tongues and they were not perfect? It was a gift. They needed the gift more than ever because they were messy. Do we have challenges? Yes. Are we perfect? No. Do you think we need the power of the Holy Ghost in us then? Yes. More than ever. So we just have to steer ourselves up. And, and, and this is what I felt I was telling you this morning. When I came, I felt, man, maybe all of us have been baptized. And if you haven't, we'll pray for you today. But if you, if you have, don't push it down. Don't suppress it. Don't, don't uh, put it aside. Use it. You know, Brother Hagen said that speaking in tongues is the gateway for the gifts of the Spirit. You say, God, but I want to be used, God, but I, I wish you could give me those experiences. But are you being willing? Are you doing the work inside of you? It's like you are getting into the spirit realm. You're tapping into spiritual things when you're speaking in tongues. It's your heavenly language. It's your heavenly language. And I, my heart breaks for people that are Christians that don't believe in it because they're missing out. They're safe. They're going to heaven. Yes, they are. They have the Spirit of God in them. Yes, they do. But where's the power? The power. Somebody told me the other day, how can you pray like that? I've been in Christ for so many years, and I can pray like that. Oh, man, I, 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 I like how bold you are. I've been in Christ, but I'm not that bold. It's knowing our own strength. We need the power. The power will make a difference in your life. That's why we need it, and we need to steer it up inside of us. And guess what? It's the best thing that we can ever have. It's the best thing. It's the connection with your heavenly Father. It's your spirit speaking to the Spirit of God directly. We know mine in the middle. Do you remember that when sometimes we pray in natural language, I speak two languages, and sometimes English doesn't work and Spanish doesn't work. I feel like my prayers don't go up the ceiling. And my mind starts getting into, especially when you're believing God for something. And you start getting all, but what if? And what if? And what if? And all the ifs 
come to your mind. But when you put all that aside and you start, oh, shanda rabayasito kia ya basanda, oh, brasito shiti kia ya baso, oh, man, when you're done, your faith has substance. That's why we need to use what we have. We need to use what God has given us. What's that? Read it right there. You read it. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yeah. Jude 21. 20 is only one, right? <laughs> you know what? That is exactly it. And a lot of people say, oh, but that says praying in the Holy Ghost is no saying praying in, the, in tongues. Guess what? Every time in Acts, go with me really fast. I have one minute. Can I spend five more? Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> um, let me just see where I am here. Let's go to Acts 8.14. Oh, I love this story. And they amplify. You can find it in the, in the King James too. It's, I, I kind of compare them and they're the same. It has the same connotation to it. So it says, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria, remember they were not Jewish, had accepted the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. So they were already believers. They came down and prayed for them that they might, has, might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them. And they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus as his possession. And then Peter and John laid hands on them one by one. And they received the Holy Spirit. You might say, but they didn't speak in tongues right there. Okay, let's go to 18. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. We're going to stop right there. How do you think he saw that the Spirit of God was given upon them if it was all nice and hush and quiet? Something must have happened. All my history through tells me that when he fell upon people, something happened. Let's go to, uh, Rick says, go to 19. Okay, saying, give me this authority. He said, this is Simon. Is that guy that was trying to pay for it, for the power. Give me this authority and power too, so that anyone on whom I lay may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, may your money be destroyed along with you. Because you thought you could buy the free gift of God with money. Acts 10, 46. Well, that didn't say about the tongues. I'm still questioning. Let's go to Acts 10, 44 to 46. While Peter, sorry I get excited, was still speaking these words... And he was preaching here to Gentiles. These were no Jews, okay? These were no part of the 12. These are people that are being evangelized and reached out for the gospel, for Jesus. 
He said, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who were listening to the message, confirming God's acceptance of Gentiles. All the circumcised believers, all these Jews that came with Peter, were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. 46, for they heard them talking in unknown tongue or language and exalting and magnifying and praising God. This story right here is like 10 years after the Pentecost. We read it right there, right? Pentecost was on chapter 2, and now we're in chapter 10. So chapter 10 was 20 years after. Chapter 8 was 10 years after. So it's 20 years after. And it still happened. So Peter goes to explain here in Acts 11.15. He's telling and explaining. Because they're all amazed that the Spirit will fall even on Gentiles. He said, when I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he did on us in the beginning at Pentecost. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he used to say, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave Gentiles the same gift equally as he gave us, after we accepted and believed and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, who was I to interfere or stand in God's way? Isn't that beautiful to know that this is real? We are not misinterpreting the scriptures. I'm sorry. Acts 19. We're going to start in one. And this is Paul. Now it's Paul. Remember Saul, the guy that was persecuting all those Christians? Now he is sharing. And he said, It happened when it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth. Paul went through the upper England districts and came down to Ephesus and found some disciples. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe in Jesus as the Christ? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he asked, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John performed a baptism baptis baptism of repentance, continually telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him. That is, to confidently accept and joyfully believe in Jesus the Messiah and Savior. After hearing this, they were baptized again this time in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in unknown tongues, languages, and prophesying. Remember, it happened with Moses? And then he said, we, we will have it to you, and it will happen to us. So we see all through the Bible the same. You know, I love that we have 66 books, 40 authors, around 40 authors, but they don't contradict each other. 
they support each other. So we have the power of God inside of us. If you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost and you spoke in other tongues, guess what? It's with you forever. You have that indwelling inside of you. If you have been constricting and, and just too shy to use it, maybe you ought to get it out and start using it and see what happens. See what happens. And if you're here and you say, I have never done it. I see in it, but I don't understand it. Guess what? We don't do either. Because it's not flesh, it's not mind, it's spirit. It's spirit. It goes beyond our intellectual. And the only requisite to receive it is in Acts 2.38. Yep. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit we don't have to be perfect we just have to be willing the only thing we need to have is faith it comes by faith and you if you have it share it Share it. Ask your Christian friends. Have you ever heard about this? They might look at you weird. Guess what? I had had those experiences. One person, now is in our midst. Well, not right here right now, but she is part of our church. She told me the first time I had a dream. That in the dream, the Lord told me to ask her about it. So the next day, I asked her. And she said, oh, yeah, I've been baptized. Many years ago. And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, yeah, the lake was very cold. And I said, oh, you're talking about water baptism. I said, no, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost baptism. And the evidence, the evidence that we saw in all these scriptures was that they started speaking in tongues. Remember the evidence in the Old Testament when the Spirit came upon people, they will start prophesying. Most of them did, right? All of them did. Something happened. And so she looked at me and she said, like this, she said, do you do that? I said, I do. And, and she looked at me and she said, we need to talk about this later. And now she said she went home and she Googled it. And she was like, EJ is crazy after she Googled it. Because you know what you can find in Google, right? But a couple of months later, she came down my house and she said I feel that I need more of God but I don't know how and she said I am just sick and tired of living this just content life but there is nothing to it and I said I know what you need and, and uh, I said yeah you do and God has it for you and I invited her a prayer night and when I went to pick her up I was like oh no oh my goodness we speak in tongues in the prayer night you know but I said God you set it all up 
And then the most beautiful thing when we're endowed with the power of the Holy Ghost is that it's not just for us individually, it's for somebody else. And God makes us work as a team and God will lead you to do something and he has other people in, in place ready for action. Why? Because they're also empowered with it. Guess what? When I came and I brought my friend, I was shaking because I was like, oh my gosh, Father, don't offend her because she won't be my friend anymore. Guess what? Dearly Pastor Nancy Bauer comes. We never come and get just teaching in prayer night. When they come to pray, they come to pray and fight and war for you guys. And, but that night she came and she's like, when I was coming, I felt like the Lord told me to grab this book. How many ways? Something, 100 ways, something like that. I don't even remember, but it was something about how to receive the Holy Ghost. And she said, we're going to read it. And I was like, okay, it's a set of God. She's yours. And that night she received. You might offend somebody. Yes, I had offended somebody. I know she won't mind. But remember Chrissy? She stopped talking to me for two years. Because I was crazy. I had the wrong thing. And guess what? I will invite her to camp meetings. And she freaked out and leave in the middle of the service. And leave. And after two times, she stopped talking to me. And I felt bad. Yeah, I felt sad in the natural. But I was like, I cannot deny what I have. And years later, after two years, she came to me. And I invited her to my house. And she felt obligated because she knows that it was true. She kind of felt compromised to say no in front of the boys, and so she came. And I told the Lord, I said, Father, I will not speak to her about the Holy Spirit today. Today she's going to be my friend. I don't want to offend her, and when the right time comes, you move me to do it, not just because I want to. I was cooking, and as soon as she comes, she comes, and she said, okay, tell me about that Holy Spirit thing. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about it. I said, later. I said, not today. Let's just talk. She said, I want to know what you have that I don't because I look at your life and there is something that I don't have and I want it. She stopped talking two years. But I couldn't deny it. And now she's powerful, crazy. Right? And like that, many people, some I haven't even gone and laid hands on them. The first time, I was freaking out because I was like, How do, what do I need to do? How do I pass it to them? Because we can feel we are the ones doing it. And I told the Lord, I said, I, I don't know how to do it. I feel, what if nothing happens? What if she doesn't get it? You know, because we're humans. All of that stuff can come to us. And I just did what the Lord told me to do, and that was my cousin Denise. And I told Denise, Denise, have you ever received the Holy Ghost? And she said, no, I always want it, but I'm afraid, she said. I just had come from a trip from my flight, from, just got in Guatemala, and we were at her house midnight. And she was sitting kind of like far away from me. And I said, well, the Lord said that you're ready, and he's ready. Do you want it? And she said, right here, right now? I said, yeah, do you want it now? And she's like, I'm not lying. She, she's going to see this because she's going to check it out tomorrow. And she said, but, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And she starts speaking. I don't even lay hands on her. And that day I learned that it wasn't me. 
It's his power. His power. And like that, other people. But you just got to be bold. Don't be afraid to sow and plant the seed. Because guess what? You're doing his job, and in due time, he will make it grow. We are not in charge of that. You see sad people, depressed people, people that are not happy in life, and they have Christ. Well, if they don't make sure they're safe first, but if they do, that's the saddest thing, that there's some Christians living like that, when they have everything to be living fulfilling lives. So when you have one of those in front of you, say, hey, have you heard of this? This is a great book. It's called Baptism in the Holy Spirit by Brother um, Kenneth Hagen, Father. And I was studying this time, and man, I was telling Rick, oh my gosh, I feel like I, whew, such a beautiful, all scripture. And that's why I didn't talk too much on what I think and stuff, but what is in there. Because we need to know what's in here. And stand up. Thank you so much. I passed, I said five times, and I say five minutes, and I actually went over 15 minutes. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. So I, there where you are, I just want you to close your eyes. And if you have had that experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you say, but Gije, I just spoke one little sound, and that's all I can say. And, and I feel bad because maybe it's me. Guess what? It's okay. Do it with all of your heart, and the Lord will increase it. But be faithful first with what you have. When I received the Holy Ghost, it was only one single sound that came out of my mouth. And I will have my dad at the door laughing at me and saying, hey, I can do that. That's nothing. That's stupid. But I knew what was in me and I will use it day after day after day after day after day that little sound and all of the sudden it was like a river yeah DJ uh, just let me throw something in yes, here real yes, quick this is very important because it's stirring on the inside of me <clears throat> I heard the spirit of God say there's some people there's a couple people in particular in this room today that you have Listen to the lies of the enemy that told you that you've lost it and you can't do this. I saw that. And, this, and, and the Holy Spirit wants you to know that Satan is the father of all lies. And you must stop listening to him and listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside. If you listen to him, if you give ear to him, he'll tell you, He'll lie to you. He'll tell you, no, you really didn't get it. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you've lost it. I'm telling you, they're all lies. He's the father of lies. God will never give you something and then take it back away. He never will. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can just take off praying right now, just like the day that you received it. And it's an act of faith. Yes, it is. It's an act of faith. You do the talking. We're not puppets. It's not going to be like a possession that is going to grab your mouth. No. You do the yielding. You start opening your mouth and let those words utter as the Spirit wills in you. You will start feeling, oh, but I feel I need to, like, little say this, like, 
say this, but what if it, no, it's not your mind. It's not your mind. You want it, you have it. It's here. If somebody is thirsty, Jesus said, come and drink. Come and drink. Easy as that. Faith is all you need. If you're here and you never had it, never received it, and you want it, you want to come. It's here. It's willing. It's here, ready for you. And I'm not going to offend you by telling you come, but if you want it, come. We need to be bold. We need to be bold. And if you haven't spoken it and you've been struggling with it and you want to just start, go ahead and do it. Start right now. I'm going to take a time to start. And if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and that power that we talk about today, come to the front. And if you want to activate them because you've been kind of like putting it aside and now there's a lot of things, come to the front and we'll do it. Let's all pray in the spirit right now. If you are watching us online, this is not just for these people right here. This can be for you, and the Spirit of God doesn't have a, a place designed. You can receive it right there where you are, in your own personal space. Just be willing and let him do it. Shito kia ya basanda rabaya kito kia ya basi. Ho brasito kia ya basanda rabaya basini kia ya baso. Ho brasito shanda rabaya basi. Ito kia ya basanda rabaya basiri ria rabaya sito kia ya basi. Ho brasi. Father God, thank you so much for the power that has come through Jesus Christ. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming into our lives and indwelling and giving us the power of your presence, Father God. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And I pray, Father God, for everybody in this place that have heard my voice, that, Father God, that they will start using that power, that anointing that you have placed upon them, Father. Thank you, Lord, because we serve a living God. We serve a God that is alive and, and equip us with power to do your work. So in Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, hang on for just a second here. Um, I put Acts 2-4 up here, if you would, please, in uh, New King James. It'll be fine. Uh, I want you to see this here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And they were all, everybody say all. all. How, many, how many is all? all? Where were they at? In the upper room, right? So they were all, because they were told to go gather in the upper room and the Spirit of God would be poured out. So they were all, there was no distinction on a few, all 
filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak. Who did the speaking? The people did, right? Okay. It didn't say the Holy, Holy Ghost spoke out. He says they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we know that they did the speaking and the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. So when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, I've seen people get filled with the Holy Ghost. What, how do you, you receive them? You ask Him to fill you just the same way you receive being born again by faith. How do you receive Jesus? I ask you to come into my life, change my life. He does, just like that, okay? Whether there's any feelings or anything with it, he comes in. So you ask him, Holy Spirit, come fill me right now in Jesus' name. You ask him and you receive it. And then what's the next step? You do what they did. You begin to speak. You don't say, okay, Holy Spirit, you said that you'd fill me with the Holy Ghost. I receive you right now. And then just... No, they spoke. So you got to begin to speak. And the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. We'll add to that word, those words. Okay? So let's just close our eyes right now. Lift our hands to heaven. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, you can receive it right now. Just ask Him. Say, Lord, I ask you to, I ask you to fill me. I see it's for me. And I receive you right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now begin to speak in the Holy Ghost. See, it's not no great feeling. Turn your mind off. And just go ahead. And the more that you do it, the more the flow will just begin to come. You have to do the speaking. You do the speaking. Go on. Go You speak. The Holy Spirit will fill that with words. Go You say, oh, that's just me. Yeah, it's you. It's you. And then the Holy Spirit will add his part with it. Go So go ahead. Go You say, well, that sounds weird. It sounds like gibberish. Yeah, it does to your natural mind. But turn your mind off. Just go it's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.